0: Good morning. It is wonderful to have each and every one of you here this morning. And we begin by singing the doxology, which is in your hymnals number 549. The doxology number 549. Hymn number 707. Do not save riches here on earth where moths and rust destroy and robbers break in and steal. Instead, save riches in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and robbers cannot break in and steal. For your heart will always be where your riches are. Amen. Our first hymn this morning is hymn number 99. What a Fellowship. What a joy divine. Hymn number 99. singing this morning. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our gracious God, Lord we come before you just as we are this morning. And God you know of the challenges that each and every one of us is facing in our lives today. And God as we come to you with the needs and requests that we have, Lord not only are we concerned about today or tomorrow, but God we look forward to in the hope that we have in You through Your Son, Jesus Christ. And it is in that hope that we have as we pray to You that we see things in our lives for the way that they need to be seen, that You are working in our lives, that You are there always, that You've never left us, You've never forsaken us. And God, the struggles that we have, the challenges that we are facing are only temporary because we know, Lord, in the future that we will be spending an eternity with you and an eternity with those that have followed you and have called you their Lord and Savior as well. And God, we look forward to that moment in the future as we pray about the present. And we just thank you for that reminder. God, we think of the needs of friends and family members, the needs of fellow patients here throughout this medical center, the needs of the staff that are working the needs of the family members that we'll be visiting as well. And, God, we always remember those friends that we have, patients here, because, we, God, we know in one accord that as we pray to you for ourselves and as we pray for each other, you honor those prayers and you hear those prayers in a very special way. And, Lord, we just thank you for that. We thank you for this time that we have to worship at this medical center, in this chapel. And we do not take that freedom for granted because we know it has been paid with a sacrifice, the sacrifice of the servicemen and women of this country that have provided for us this freedom and this liberty that we have to worship you based on our faith and conscience. And we acknowledge those sacrifices and also of those family members as well, of those servicemen and women, for they too have sacrificed so we can have this religious freedom. God, we are so thankful that you sorry i get a long-winded in my prayers because i start thinking about all these things that we should pray about and give thanks to almighty god so thank you for your patience and thank you for praying with me our next hymn this this morning is number 303 i serve a risen savior scripture reading this morning is 2 Peter chapter 2, beginning with verse 19. They promise them freedom, while they themselves are slaves of depravity. For people are slaves to whatever has mastered them. If they have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and are again entangled in it, and are overcome, they are worse off at the end than they were at the beginning. It would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than to have known it, and then to turn their backs on the sacred command that was passed on to them. Of them the Proverbs are true. A dog returns to its vomit And a sow that is washed returns to her wallowing in the mud. Amen. Let us pray. Our gracious God, Lord, we just are so thankful for the way that we have prayed together, the way that we have sung hymns together, the way that we have read scriptures together. And Lord, I would just ask that you would continue this act of worship because, God, we do so together of one accord and one spirit help me God say those things that we all need to hear so that we can continue that oneness in you in Christ's name, Amen now the last part of the scriptures that we just read there's some pretty vivid pictures there a dog returns to its vomit and a sow that is washed returns to her wallowing in the mud pretty descriptive there I don't think there's any room for what is trying to be said here. And if you can picture the word picture here, it's pretty exact. There's no room for, if you will, interpretation as to what is actually being said. And I've had a dog, and I'd like to say that my dog never returned to its vomit, but it did. And if I had that dog today... It still would. Now, I've been around pigs a lot, so I can't testify that a sow that is washed returns to the wallowing in the mud, but it makes perfect sense. Because why do they return to the mud? Because they need to cool off, right? They need to stay cool. They need to be in that mud. They need to be in that condition because that's where they're most comfortable. So this morning, I want to talk to you about the fact that you and I as followers of Jesus Christ, the truth has been revealed to us. So we can't claim that I don't know Christ. We can't claim God, I don't know what you're talking about. We can't claim I don't know what righteousness is because we do know. We have embraced all of those claims through our faith in Jesus Christ and all of those claims that we have embraced has given us the freedom has given us the liberty and I saw a t-shirt here this morning that specifically addresses liberty and I, I know you did not know what I was going to be preaching on this morning but I thank you for that confirmation on that t-shirt that specifically talks about liberty how cool is that talk about the leading of the Holy Spirit But we do have a liberty in Christ, and we have that understanding of being a follower of Jesus Christ and what that liberty means and what that freedom means. So we can't claim, I do not know. But for those that do not know what we are talking about, you're actually better off because you can continue to live the life that you're living And if you don't know what righteousness is, if you don't know what the truth of Jesus Christ means for you, you're probably better off than understanding that truth, coming to the revelation of that truth, but then going back to the way you were living before, before you met Christ. And that's what is being said here this morning to us. So you and I do know what it is to be a follower of Jesus Christ. We do know what it is to have a righteous life or at least to make the attempt to have a righteous life. Now it does not mean that we are going to be perfect in that liberty or perfect in that freedom. But we can only serve and be mastered by one truth. And we individually make that decision of what is going to be the truth that we follow. What is the truth that masters us in our lives? In our call to worship, we read a portion of scripture about riches and wealth. And that portion of scripture concluded with the fact that wherever our riches are, that's where our heart is going to be also. So whatever truth we are following, whatever truth is mastering us, all of our energies, everything in terms of who we are, in terms of our personal identity, will be mastered by that one truth. But you and I make a decision as to what that truth is in our lives, because we allow that truth to master us. may not be a follower of Jesus Christ, It may be in your wealth, it may be in your riches, it may be in your position of power. It may be who you think you are in terms of a person, that you're greater than everybody else. But whatever that truth is that you follow, it masters you. It has control of your life. And if you are in denial of that, then I want to say to you that you are lying to yourself. Because there is some truth that is mastering your life right now. And that truth masters your life every day. Do you know what that truth is? Do you know what you are following? Do you understand what you are following? Because God wants us to follow the truth that gives us the freedom and the liberty that he wants us to have spiritually in him. And so when we come to that revelation, when we come to understanding of what that righteousness is, and we are set free from our sins because we understand that, we come to the truth, we respond to the leading of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we come to that place of repentance and we invite Christ into our lives, we accept that truth because we believe that this is the truth that we should follow, that we should master in our lives, and allow it to master us. But yet when we go back to the way that we were before, to our previous masters, we exhibit and we do what the last part of Scripture talks about here. A dog and a pig. And what dogs and pigs do. Now you and I are far greater than a dog or a pig in the eyes of the Lord. But there is that word picture for us, for us to understand the relevance of the truth that we are to represent as a follower of Jesus Christ. So that new master that we take on, that new truth that we want to follow, gives us that freedom and liberty that we really should have and that we should desire to have in our lives. But once again, that freedom and that liberty reflects on a righteousness that gives us that understanding of what we represent as followers of Jesus Christ. And within that promise of freedom that God has given us, we need to be reminded that for us, as followers of Jesus Christ, if we have accepted that truth, if we have allowed that truth to master our lives, that for us, the judgment for us will be different because we've accepted Jesus Christ. We know that within our own lives that we have an ultimate authority, an ultimate authority that we refer to as God, an ultimate refer authority that we believe in through his son Jesus Christ. And that we know that one day when we go before God and we have to give a final accounting of our lives, there's going to be some crying and weeping on my part because I didn't always do it right. I didn't always do the right thing. I made terrible decisions, wrong choices. I hurt myself and hurt others. But when we allow the truth of Jesus Christ to master our lives, we understand that as we are walking with Christ, that we make the attempt to live a righteous life. And that gives us a freedom. That gives us a freedom and a liberty that is not empty, but it gives us a fullness of purpose a fullness of understanding about our relationship with God. And in that fullness, we make the attempt, with the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives, to lead a righteous life. And it's not easy. I was telling a friend of mine a couple of weeks ago that I feel as close to God as I've ever been, but in that closeness... I've had things in my life that just seem to be attacking me. And different areas of my life. Areas of my life where I never thought that there would be any kind of attack, if you know what I'm talking about. But that closeness to God has not gone away. It is still there. But the attacks still continue. So there's a price that we pay. There's a price that we pay for exercising that freedom and that liberty that we have in Jesus Christ. And I think we need to understand that. That being a follower of Jesus Christ is not easy. And we will be attacked sometimes by the people that are the closest to us. And we will become frustrated. And we will cry out to God and say, God, I am doing all the right things. I've never been closer to you in all my entire life. But yet, where are these attacks coming from? God, I know that you are allowing them, but God, they are hurting me. I don't understand. Shouldn't I be at peace? Shouldn't I be at rest? Should I not have any conflict? Does anybody else cry out like that to God? When you're walking with God, you think everything should be okay. And everything is okay. Because our walking with God, it's not about our circumstances. Walking with God transcends those circumstances. And I know a lot of times I find myself trying to rationalize. Does anybody else kind of do that? Trying to rationalize, justify. But when it's all is said and done, I have to say God I don't like these circumstances I don't like these personal attacks things that are unfair things that are not true being misunderstood but then I have to say God the one thing that truly matters is my relationship with you and that closeness is still there and it's not something that I have done but it's something in which I know that I'm trying to pursue and I don't get it right every day, but is to pursue the righteousness that God wants me to have. Because you see, I don't want to be like that dog that returns to its vomit. I don't want to be like that pig that goes back and wallows in the mud. Because then what I am saying is that I am no better than those that are judging me right now. The other day I saw a profound statement that when we judge our actions judge ourselves and in that judgment we sentence ourselves. So the actions of our own individual lives judge who we are in Christ and our action sentence us in terms of who we are in Christ it's done through our actions I want to encourage you that as you embrace the true master as you embrace the truth that should be mastering your life that you understand that within that truth that there will be others that will judge you. And I want this one thought from everything today to stay with you, that when other people are judging you, they are doing so because of their own fears and because of their own insecurities. When people are judging you, They are doing so because of their own fears and because of their own insecurities. So when people are passing judgment on you, they're actually passing judgment about themselves. Because they are revealing to you their own fears and their own insecurities. And what God wants us to do in those circumstances is for us to stand tall, to hold our head high, because we understand the truth that is mastering our life. We understand what that truth represents. And we're doing the best that we can to allow that truth to be so much of a part of our lives that it governs all of our actions, all of them. Not just on Sunday morning when we come to chapel, but all of our actions. I still have a long way to go for it to govern all of my actions. But I can see that there have been some improvements. I am getting better. How do I know that is the question that is asked. I know that because my relationship with God is getting better and it's getting closer. It is not complete. I still have a long way to go. But I know that I am on the right track. I know that I'm taking that one step forward in the right direction and I am not looking back. I am not looking back and allowing other people's judgments of me, which is their fears, which is their insecurities, govern my life in Christ. Because when I look back at my life, and if I could say that there was one thing holding me back, it's when I allowed the judgments of other people to hold me back and the relationship that God wants me to have through his son, Jesus Christ. And God wants us to understand that as we have that new freedom, as we have that new liberty, that we express it in such a way because we do the things that we want to do because God has called us to do those things. Not because we have to, but because we want to. Because as Christ has mastered our lives in that truth, it masters everything in our lives, or at least it should. And we find ourselves as we journey with God, those things that God wants us to give up. Sometimes it's a lot, but in my case, it's the little things that God wants me to give up. Because what those little things represent in my relationship with Christ is a daily walk with God that requires for me to be disciplined in my faith. And discipline is not a bad word. Discipline is not a dirty word. Discipline in following Jesus Christ is the way that we ought to live because then we truly see the freedom and the liberty that we have in Christ. And we understand that as we express that freedom, that is something and a joy that just manifests itself in our lives. And the joy that God wants us to have is not dependent upon our happiness. Yes, I like to be happy. However, happiness is based on circumstances. Joy is not. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And it is in that joy that reflects what we are trying to do daily in our lives to pursue a life of righteousness and that gives us the freedom and the liberty, that gives us the power of thought and understanding, that takes us to that maturity level that God wants us to have. Because then we just desire more about the things of God. Because the maturity never ends. The learning never ends. The education that God wants us to experience in being His follower, it never ends. And we need to understand that. Because the knowledge of God for our lives should always be increasing. But we can only experience that knowledge in Christ when we truly say to ourselves, I serve only one master. And the truth of that master is mastering my life in all that I do and all that I say. And then we can truly understand and experience the liberty and the freedom that God wants us to have. And then our desires become closer and in communion with the desires of God. And then we see that God is walking by our side. He is with us. And then God's desires and our desires come together. They're no longer parallel. They're merged together as one. And then we truly understand and begin to see what God's will represents in our lives, in the power that it can have when we're following God. And that's what God wants us to be able to obtain in that liberty, in that freedom that we have in Jesus Christ. So now you know the truth. And you were better off if you had not come to chapel this morning. Because if you didn't know the truth before, you know it now. And there's a warning now that the truth has been revealed to you. Don't go back to the way you were before when you came to know Jesus Christ. Because you will be the worse off. Because now there will be a deeper conflict in you because you know what the truth is. You know what the righteousness is supposed to be in your life. And you will be in so much turmoil. Because now you know what the truth is. But that truth is represented by the Holy Spirit. And that presence of God in your life will not give up on you. Because now that you know the truth, now that you have been set free... But yet you want to go back to be a captive again. You want to go back to be that dog again. You want to go back to be that that pig in the mud. And you're going to be worse off because you know what it's like to live in true freedom and in true liberty. So if you have gone back the other way, if you have returned to your vomit, if you've gone back into the mud like a pig and you are feeling miserable, God always gives you the opportunity to come back to Him because He has never left you. He has never forsaken you. If you are miserable now because you know the truth and you have left that truth, God is calling you back right now this morning to come to that revelation that you once had of meeting Christ as your personal Savior. You can return back to your first love that you have in Christ. You're never too far away from that. God always wants to take you back. Because he's never given up on you. And so consequently, you should not give up on yourself. Because he wants you to embrace that liberty and that freedom. That he wants to share with you. In the same way this morning, as we are sharing that liberty and freedom that we have in Christ... It's something that we believe in. It's something that we put our faith in. It's something that we put our trust in. It's something that is allowed to master our lives. Because then, and only then, then we see that the freedom in Christ is what truly works. It's the freedom in being a follower of Jesus Christ. It's the freedom in that relationship that He died for each and every one of us and for our sins. Because He did die. He was buried. But He was resurrected. And in that resurrection, the penalty for your sin and my sin was paid for. But then, after the resurrection... He appeared to those to testify that he had arisen. But then he ascended, promising that he will come back to us. And that is the hope that we have. The hope that gives us the reassurance that the things in our lives that we're struggling, as difficult as they are right now, we need to understand that those circumstances are only temporary. And it helps us in that understanding to deal with those circumstances right now in the hope that we have to come through Jesus Christ. So it is my hope and prayer that we embrace that liberty, that we embrace the freedom that we have in Jesus Christ. Amen. Please take a few moments and prepare for your hearts and minds communion as we practice here in the chapel. Anybody who has experienced that relationship in Jesus Christ is welcome to take communion with us, always. Let us pray. God, we are so thankful that you have reminded us of the hope that we have in you. But within that hope, we have liberty and we have freedom. And Lord, we thank you for that. And God, forgive us when we have known the truth and we went back to our old ways. And now we want to come back to you again. And you embrace us. You love us. You forgive us of our sins just as you forgave us of our sins the first time. And God, we are so thankful and we praise you for that. Lord, we just thank you that we can just publicly give that testimony that we have experienced that liberty and that freedom in you. Thank you, God, for this time of communion. In Christ's name, amen. from the Lord what I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake together. In the same way, after supper he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us partake together. Our closing hymn this morning is number 153. Abide with me, fast falls the eventide. So well, We have been reminded this morning that you abide with us in all things. And God, we want that to continue in our lives because we want to experience that liberty and that freedom that we have in you. God, help us to stay on track to do that so that we can live that righteous life and just achieve that purpose that you have as we allow you to master our lives. Help us, God. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for coming.